1: To your Miami Heat Beat post game show. I am your hostess, not Giancarlo Navas. To my left, I have my dog, as always, the great Tiffany Meeks. What's up, Tiff? What's up, guys? Heat win. Heat, heat mother win. win. And to my right, uh, Jackulus. It's always a fun time having Jack back around the building. Hi, Jack. It's
2: great to be here. It's better to be here on a win. It was looking bad yeah. for a little
1: bit. Listen, I was getting, <laughs> it was, it felt shaky. Okay, <laughs> super happy gifting yourself for every incredible Leche game. Hey, bring them in then, let's get them subs. Um, right yeah, super happy to be here after that second half. You know, might've had to call out after the first half, but you know, that's why we play two halves of basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you got overall feels. It's been a, it was a bit of a roller coaster. How, where where have we leveled off at? How are we feeling, just in general?
3: Mm. Tiff, Go, all right. Um, I was feeling bad, then worse then bad, then oh, then <laughs> oh wow, this happening. Okay, so we held on. I felt pretty good. Um, no, I actually right. the, the funniest thing is I feel pretty good about what I saw um, from certain individuals, because that will carry over hopefully to other individuals. So that's what
2: I'm hoping. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. I I think a lot
2: of the same. Yeah. I I, I mean, I think I agree. I, I think there was plenty of mess, you know, in the first half, especially um stuff they need to clean up stuff that you know you can talk about like bam going out and then kind of getting easy layups that was happening with bam in they got to figure that stuff out that's going to be a problem going forward but like right what tiff was saying like there are some individual performances in this game that are like truly kind of inspiring because they've followed a trend because um they bode well for everybody else on the team and I don't know, we'll get into it, but there's a lot of strong stuff to pick apart in this game, even if it was kind of like uneven throughout.
1: I agree. Um, you know, so let's kind of get into the mess of, of the first half. Um, you know, teams like this historically, I think, have given Miami a bit of an issue, right? Guys with, or teams with uh, a, speedy, a speedy point guard at the head of their attack who also have, you know, that picking, or I call it kind of like the ability to take the top off of your defense being, uh, coming up against a drop and being able to kind of just stop and pull and and give it to you from there. I think that creates um, such a wave of of just action for an older Heat team, you know, team that's not really trying to run for real, that wants to run opportunistically, or at least in the past, have a few more athletes now, a little bit more youth, but, you know, from you all's individual perspective um you know i'm going to say dribble penetration and is there anything with that that you want to elaborate on with regards to kind of what where do we struggle or what was the first half of this of this basketball game with regards to you know kind of where we struggle i guess defensively if you feel like we had offensive struggles toss me those too but defensively tiff where where do you feel we lacked in in what ways to begin the game
3: um, it's interesting because it's not even to begin the game. The reality yeah. is, it yeah. was the whole game. We yeah. just started scoring more, but yeah. nothing really changed that much on defense. But I'll just say, like you said, so our uh, point of attack defense is non-existent. Um, our our it was, the 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 soft part of our defense was not there. So yeah. it was pretty much a layup line for the first five minutes. They it, it was just, and the thing about it is, and I think I'd said this to you earlier, it was as if we didn't read the scouting report. They run on misses. Yeah. They run yeah. on makes.
1: Yes.
3: So yeah. they are, t- yeah. So it was like, we just weren't prepared for like the ambush that was coming towards us. Um, we got caught ball watching a lot which is weird because we don't, we usually don't do that as a team, but I also think we just weren't prepared at, for the pace. So we were trying to see yeah. where the ball was the entire, like, you know, first quarter, which once your head turns, you don't see your man. So you just yes. really were opening up that baseline and people were just coming in, just coming in, just coming in. Um, and I think that there was a part of, of BAM that was, He's trying to keep um trying to keep miles turner off the boards but at the same time trying to be a little bit more active because i saw him hedging a little bit and it's like mm-hmm. you can't do both of that with this this guy's what i don't even know how tall he is seven feet mm-hmm. whatever he's large, mm-hmm. he's he's large. so you're gonna you need to stay attached to him and everyone else is gonna have to fend for themselves but he sometimes gets so caught up in trying to help the helper mm-hmm. which it, it you know you could see it he was just getting he got lost a lot mm-hmm. he li- he literally and he lost his he lost his man a lot because he was trying to help other people um jimmy can't and i don't I'm, you know jimmy was throwing the ball away too a lot yeah yeah so we had a lot of, we had a lot of things going wrong just a lot yeah. of things
1: when you say the soft part of our defense what do you mean
3: so right right there in between the basket and the free throw line where it usually we got you know because usually we're connected in that in that spot Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. everybody's got their hands out everybody's ready everybody's moving no one was there Mm
1: -hmm.
3: no no one was there no one was even sliding no one was even trying to get there it was we couldn't keep up that's literally what it was
1: yeah jack what do you think about our us to begin the to begin the game
2: I I mean, I'm wondering what y'all think about this part. Like, I think part of their defensive like gambit this year is that they have all these new wings and they're just sending and they have Bam, who's essentially defensively a wing a lot of the time. Like you're saying, if he wants to help the helper, he wants to like fly Mm -hmm. around to the perimeter and like Mm -hmm. defend a guard there and like fly back to help on Turner or whatever he can't really get away with that all the time and i think specifically when you see like two big teams with good passing mm-hmm. specifically two big teams where like yes the bigs can shoot and run baseline and cut and mm-hmm. dunk like then you just get so many oops from like Halley or whatever and then with the wings it's just such a high-risk gambit where they'll send j rich sprinting into a passing lane or Caleb yep. sprinting into a passing lane, or even Jimmy who has impeccable timing with it, you miss that. And then they're running and with a team yeah. this fast. And with a team with yeah. bigs like that and with a team where it's like, where your other big is often like Kevin love or whatever. Bam. Right. kind of getting caught in the middle a lot, kind of like what you're saying, which is both mm-hmm. preventable on his end, but also preventable on other people's end. It's just like, I think the SPO defense traditionally is so reliant on timing and cohesion that when the timing is a bit off, everything looks disastrous. And, like, there's mm-hmm. not really, like, one guy who can make up for that unless Jimmy and Bam are just having, like, unreal nights. But, like, I think that's what you saw in the first half. And I think in the second half, I don't think anything changed. I think they were – able to punish us less. Um, I think some of the timing was a little bit better at points, but like more than anything, we were just scoring to keep up with it. Like, I don't think anything changed significantly.
1: You know, I like what you were saying about kind of our uh, over-aggression, some from our wings, but then that's how we've, to start the season, that's how we've been able to kind of get out into some of the games where we have scored well we've been forcing turnovers and a lot of times even there were times last season where it was you know is our defense kind of really as stout as we believe it to be or are we forcing a lot of turnovers out on the perimeter and then able to push and go from that and I think you know we're still dealing with there are times where we're not connected to on the interior where we are gambling jack and we're just kind of out you know like I said gambling for those for those things and and it's it's beating us sometimes. There was a, t- a possession early on. Josh was like really high on either Obi or um, Hallie's hip, and they had just like a whole empty right side. It was um, Jaime's first foul, and we're just playing so high up. But they're quick enough, and they're you know they're smart enough. We're they're going back door and things like that, and we force over rotation. Then we get our teammates in foul trouble, and I I personally you know. Kind of moving along a little bit along the lines of the defense and where I think it it progressed a little bit and I want both of you guys' opinion. Um, you know, I think Kevin Love does a lot for our defensive rotations without being the quickest guy on the floor. Mm-hmm. He's an opportunistic hedger. He's an opportunistic yeah. show guy at the at the screen, and it's it's so opportunistic that it's uh surprising enough. where he does it, it kind of jostles the ball hand a little bit, but he's so, um, he has such a concerted effort kind of getting back back to his, Miles wasn't shooting well, and so if we're able to, if he's able to kind of get out and show a little bit and sprint back to his, and our wings are pinched in just enough to where that roll is a bit more difficult, they are started making those lobs in the second half, and we have Caleb and Josh, and even Kyle trying to, you know, kind of collapse on that, because, you know, Miles isn't, a quick guy, and I think Kevin um, just positionally, for me at least, he does a lot to uh, stymie and kind of just clog driving lanes. And that was one of the small, because he didn't play a lot in the first, um, or at least it didn't right. feel like he did. Um, they gave Orlando you know, a lot of run with BAM kind of going down. And I thought Kevin did a, a, a decent job to help sway some of, um, some of uh, their offensive momentum in the second half what would you guys do you have do you feel that way about kevin would you say that there was something else a little unsung for either of you i know tiff you know you said that you feel like we kind of just scored more and i agree but do you feel like there were any uh, even slight defensive adjustments that um you know we kind of capitalized off of in the second
3: um well i think like some of the things where we did calm down like that's one thing that like Everybody seemed like they were in a rush. Um, We didn't gamble as much in the second half. You know, the first half we were swiping at everything, trying to be in every passing lane and we were missing all the balls. Um, In the second half, we didn't gamble as much. We stayed home a lot, which is what you need to do, especially with this type of team. Um, And I agree. And I always say about Kevin, I think the one thing that's the most valuable to this team about him is his experience
1: yeah
3: he's seen all this
1: all of it knows his own limitations it. knows
3: it exactly so he he's seen the defenses he's seen the players he's seen all these things and he know right so he knows his limitations and he knows what to do when to do and how to do yeah um and and i always say i hope that that rubs off on the other players he knows how to play within himself which sometimes it seems like we're so erratic that we just mm-hmm. don't know how. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we have a team largely of vets, we're still so erratic throughout the throughout the game. But Kevin um he has a way of coming in and he has a, a way of making a key play, a subtle play or a quiet play. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Jack.
2: Yeah, I I think 100% I think if we're we're looking specifically defensively um staying home is the big thing I'd say I'd say he almost yeah. has no choice because right. that man's not jumping <laughs> right like right but I sometimes that's what you need like um and I think and this is not meant as a shot at these other two bigs who I think were fine tonight and I like them um Relative to Thomas Bryant and Orlando Robinson, I think when a big hits Kevin in the post, they feel it. Like, even if he's not going to, like, give you a plus post defense, he stays home. He's not going to foul. He's going to get the rebound if he miss. And he's not getting pushed around. And if he does get pushed around, he's usually going to draw a foul, which is nice offensively it was like playing point guard for a lot of possessions, but I think it like, it's just a flow of like him stabilizing things like with his defense. It's always one of those things where it's like, there are plenty of players in the league who are quote unquote, not good on defense, but they're tremendous defensive rebounders and great outlet passers. And because of that, their defensive value is tremendous because it translates immediate, immediately into quick offense. And Kevin Love has like been the exemplar of that since he's entered the league. And mm-hmm. I think as he's gotten older, he's only gotten like more savvy in terms of his placement on defense. And yeah, I, I think with a young team out there, a young, reckless team with a lot of messy um, players, it, it's really important to have a couple of guys who are just not going to make mistakes, even if they're not going to make like a tremendous play
1: i agree i agree fully um so okay so for me you know i the defense is a lot of like what kind of drives my heart um offensively though the second half for me came in like personnel waves (laughs) like there was one guy and then there was another guy and then there was another guy and then there was another and it 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 flowed off of one another so well but sticking with the first Jack I'll start with you how did you feel about our offensive processes in the first did you feel like we were getting did did there feel like a market difference between the looks that we were getting in the first and the looks that we were getting in the second half and you know if so kind of what were those or just you know how did you feel about the way that we were trying to get into what we were trying to do offensively in the first half for me It felt like very unsettled. It didn't feel like we had, you know, any type of kind of discernible identity or like objective with kind of what we were doing other than trying to match Indiana's pace. And you're not going to do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we had talked about that really briefly before going Mm -hmm. live that I think in the first half, they're 100% trying to keep up with the Pacers. They're not playing their game. I think, like, I don't want to like take shots at BAM because I don't think he was particularly horrible or like bad. Yeah. And I think overall there's a lot of things that he did that are indicative of his growth. Like there were, he started off like what, like one for seven, two for seven. Yeah. And then he put his shoulder down and got an one. and one. Then he went back to the fadeaway like almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think there was just some things where I think, I think if he had stayed healthy the whole game, the BAM this year finds a way to, turn that around and get some easy looks and like just get into his game it's just like i i think he was figuring out the miles turner matchup and that's why some things started slow i think overall jimmy was kind of jimmy was pretty disastrous i would say until like a point like he had like 10 in the first but like i would say he was all yeah. over the place in that yeah, first yeah. half and he really clean obviously this is one of his better games of the season um and then yeah i, I think in the second half things just simplified for them i think i think the in, biggest thing that i saw in the set second half was there was a play where jimmy draws probably three straight like loose ball fouls mm-hmm. and fouls out two pacers yeah. and then mm-hmm. the third one it's literally just kevin at the top of the wing and then trying to get jimmy on a cut it's the exact same play every time they inbound it and then jimmy ends up getting the open layup it's the exact same play and it was just simple stuff like that was jaime or jimmy simple action like yeah i I think it got really simple in that reduced a lot of like messiness or like confusion that they may have had in the first half
3: no, I agree because that was my whole thought process of the first half trying to do too much. You know, it's like you the it's it, it's like you're not going to run with these kids. Like no one in the league is literally running at this pace every game all night. Yep. So it's like you have to pick, you got to pick your spots, when to run, when not to run, when to settle into the offense, when to run a play and yeah i agree i agree with jack that the simple offense is what worked for them mm-hmm. how how often do we talk on here about somebody please just cut to the basket
1: oh girl can't let get your hand here. up while
3: you're doing it Child. The, the you know the the junior high things cut make yourself available lead say, hand target hand. yes yeah <laughs> good ball placement <laughs> right we talked about that so often and tonight was the night where they, there were moments where, you know, it, it, it does become annoying when when Caleb and and Josh are in the same space. Yes. Like, one of you got to cut away, get 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 somewhere else. But um, once they kind of cleaned it up a little bit, the passes were on point, yes. because Jaime is he's a big target, he makes himself big. Yeah. Which, you know, we can say there's a lot of big players in the league, but they don't play big. Right. He makes himself big when he cuts to the basket and he's cutting with intention. He's not cutting to get the pass and pass it back out. He's cutting to score. And that's the the simplified offense that we could have started with and ran with. But we kind of had to fumble our way into,
1: Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm hmm. I, for me, so coming in, so transitioning to the second half, like I said, for me, it, it went kind of person by person by person who was the the kind of central engine of everything that we were doing offensively. And then the uh, the other guys filled in and started doing more of the things that that you ex- or that at least that I kind of expect them to do, namely the Josh's and the Caleb's. Right. So second right. half for me. Kyle gets them off to a good start. Kyle gets them off those two threes and then his little proby dribble, that Mm -hmm. that little turnaround he got in the middle of the lane and he got that that paint bucket. Kyle gives you eight, right? And then Jimmy gives you a a Jimmy Butler quarter, you know, kind of for the ages. And we even got like the iconic Jimmy, I'm Mm -hmm. fucking tired, hands on my knees, you know, bent over type of thing. And then you got the Jaime action, and it's it's, I'm, I'm gonna just lay out the outline of the guys for me, and then we can get into a little bit deeper, and and what what Jaime allows them to do, um, with regards to his game, and how it mirrors Jimmy's game, and then again the Josh's and kind of the Caleb's, starting with Kyle. You guys, we were talking about you know trying to match. Indiana's pace you know they're frenetic they're chaotic they're doing you know all of this just really fast types of things and especially when you're not a group that's used to playing fast like that you know you trying to match that just feels like if, if Indiana is controlled chaos you just feel kind of chaotic just right. just flatly chaotic and I thought Kyle did a really good job of settling them to begin the third and being able to be effective with his skill and with his body and with his mind rather than trying to, you know, run with these kids. Tiff, how did you feel that that spurt to start the third from Kyle? How did you feel that that kind of set them up um, to kind of go into the rest of the path? And then just what exactly did you see from Kyle in those moments?
3: Um. I think it's that, you know, it's the moment where he knows, um, somebody has to, it's time for somebody to, to grab the game.
1: Yes. That's a great way Um,
3: to do it. And he does it. And it's funny because he doesn't do it loudly. He, he, it's, it's very, um, methodical. Mm -hmm. You can see him, him looking, you can see him probing him, getting to where he needs to get to, um, and it's not showy. It's in yeah. it and it always happens in bunches. It's very quick and it happens and it puts you right where you need to be in the game. He has this tendency of sometimes floating and then all of a sudden it's like boom, 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 boom. boom. In succession. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He blows up and he puts you right where you need to be in the game. And I think um that might have been the catalyst that Jimmy needed. Because that also I you I don't think we ever think about the the fact that like him going off for the, the, the quick eight points that also gave Jimmy the opportunity to rest on offense. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
3: Um, Because that's when Jimmy started to get in the post, he started to do a little bit more work inside and it kind of saved him, his legs for a little bit, saved him from getting a a couple of beatings down low. Um, And it kind of, and, and maybe also mentally, it took a little pressure off of him. You know, um, I think but I I think Kyle, for what it's worth, um, and he may not be what everybody wants him to be or have been what we need him to be. But as of now, yes, he's giving them all the things that they need to keep them in some sort of consistency when it comes to offense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jay.
2: Yeah, I mean he's a floor raiser like when the when in like the truest of senses when like everything is falling through the floor like (laughs) literally like you're in the basement he's lifting you up he's taking you out of it 15 points three rebounds three assists six of ten shooting three for six from three that's in a game where he essentially did not play almost all of the second half because of um, foul trouble and because they were just rolling by the time um it was reasonable to put him in so like they're just frankly not in that game if he doesn't get you know kind of some of those buckets that like little mm-hmm. eight point run that he has Um the more subtle stuff that like when he's not hitting shots like this he's just doing every game is like, like you were saying Tiff like I think there are a lot of players on this team specifically and like most of the players in the NBA they get the ball and they're handling it on the run um and it kind of looks like they might have like a three on one or a three on two advantage and i think kyle's pretty good about being a little conservative on stuff like that Mm -hmm. sometimes and being like let me pull back let's just Mm -hmm. set the offense this is probably a turnover because i don't have or a block to throw it (laughs) or a block yeah (laughs) yeah it's or a block i mean often a block like i i think that's like a thing most players aren't willing to do. And I think he's just so good at like coming to those stops, putting his body in somebody and like looking at the three point line. And when you got guys like running onto like, you have like, let's say Caleb Martin running baseline on one of those like runs. And then you have Duncan running onto the wing, like, stopping not looking at Caleb and then like maybe Duncan's coming up and like has a trailer three coming for you that's the better shot like almost yeah. always no yeah. offense to Caleb it's just like right I don't think he's necessarily that kind of finisher all of the time and it takes somebody with years and years of experience one of the best point guards of the 21st century I don't geez watching so I'm just trying to praise him like legitimately a <laughs> hall of famer <laughs> And like one of the like raises the collective intelligence of this team tenfold, yeah. um, on both ends. Like it, it's just it's nice when he's doing stuff like this. But I think this year, I'm not on Twitter, so like I don't know. I hope people are kind of realizing that even when he's not giving you these stat lines, that he's giving you this. Like
4: let me tell you, this they is are what not what he's
2: giving him every game.
1: <laughs> they are not. Yeah, I guess. and this. And that's been kind of frustrating, you know, and we can, the contract and the last couple, like everything aside, if you're looking at this season in a vacuum, there is no way that you can objectively say that Kyle hasn't been one of the most solid, most consistent Mm -hmm. and most, you know, just reliable pieces for this team. The speed is going to be what it is, you know, what he's able or what he's lost um, physically from a defensive standpoint, he still has between the ears and very much like a Kevin Love is positionally a lot of times in the right spot, especially on his like helping defense types of things. But you know, I, I personally I've just been I've been super happy with with Kyle and I think the 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 golf if there is one is still how do we get, you know, not assertive or not aggressive Kyle, but assertive Kyle even when you know bam is here and you know we know that he wants to get bam going so much and i think if kyle can continue to you know keep the pulse of the game you know keep his hand on the pulse of the game and give us those you know the five five point bursts, the little eight point bursts, and just you know kind of just keep injecting Kyle's esque types of life into the game you know he's i think he's i think he's been more than solid for the group this year I want everyone to kind of relax and just be appreciative of him in right. the moment, aside of, you know, everything that, that is kind of happening. Boom. Right. So Kyle, Kyle gets a started in the third and then Tiff, you know, Jimmy's had those eight points worth of, worth of rest. He has a sense of what's happening in the game now. And then Jimmy just gives us a captain save a hoe classic Jimmy Butler, you know, it's my time type right. of performance
3: talk about 22 in the tip. he just has a knack for getting to that damn line when he needs to
1: man i w- it would piss me off if i were <laughs> an opposing defender
3: because there's not a flop to be seen
1: not nary a one
3: he and and i and you know we get we could be honest part of that is because he has such great body control most of it so that that's that's a big deal but um the best thing he did was get to the line because one it allowed them to rest yeah two it slows the game down three he's gonna make the free throw so you get to put points on the board
1: so if he shot i think 16 free throws for the game he had like that third quarter he shot i think 11 free throws in the quarter
3: yeah yeah so doing all those things he just allowed them to keep creeping and keep creeping and keep creeping and they were able to score without having to run up and down which is which is what they needed but i he's just one of those guys where you know if it's regular season he's just playing along and all of a sudden you look up and he's already at 25 you know four and three
1: and it pisses i don't remember
3: off. <laughs> i don't remember when the hell he got to 20. nope <laughs> and and what did he finish with almost 30. Well,
1: he had like 34 36. i think like 36. 36.
3: I and yeah. <laughs> I can, I'm I'm telling you, I don't even remember how he got to 36. Yeah. No. So it's one of those games where.
1: It's like you take those 16 free throws away. Where the yeah. hell was 20 other points?
3: <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't recall it, but I, I love the nights like this because he wasn't, I, I'm not, I can't sit here and be like, oh, he's forcing it. He's forcing it. He's forcing it. He was playing within himself and within the game. Yeah. So you just got to take you got to tip your hat to a guy like that, who literally who's still on a bad ankle because those ankles are done. We know that like we have to be realistic about where his body is. And he went out there and he just kind of kept pushing and kept pushing. And I think the thing is, is that I saw him in the ear of all the players. Yes. Yes, all every single guy at some point, Jimmy was pulling them over and pointing somewhere on the floor every single guy so i think as much as what he did on offense and defense i think those little things are those are the catalysts for those younger players who don't have the kevin love experience the kyle Lowry experience like yeah. that's the catalyst for them
1: yeah and he's you know been that engaged since he's been out right you see mm-hmm. him on the bench mic'd up yep. josh back up no get in here no you know all of those different things keeping Keeping young guys engaged and then keeping yeah. himself engaged. I think that's mm-hmm. what you really want to see, like him tapped into what the game needs, even when he's not out there with them. Okay. Jack, I think you you've said a, a few times that, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, for this team to kind of get where it wants to be, there has to be uh, there has to be a moment where it's where where Bam is the definitive you know, kind of best player on this team. And in nights where Bam is present, and especially when nights where Bam is not present, what what is it about the rest of this group and how it functions with Jimmy doing what he does that, you know, Kyle is your floor raiser. What is it about Jimmy that kind of gets you to the ceiling. Like if this ceiling is there and it kind of feels unattainable, like he's going to be the guy that gets you there. Yes, Will and Grit and all of that, but kind of just talk about him in the third and these moments that we've seen now over these last four years of just like Jimmy dominance in, in a 12 minute span.
2: Yeah, um, I'll, I'll say I, I've definitely, I think said that consistently and I, I believe that yeah. mostly because of the regular season is long and Jimmy doesn't want to do this every game. And so it's purely a a matter of like, damn, you're the young guy. You've got to like carry things night in and night out. Obviously Jimmy can do this kind of on whatever night he really wants to. Um, And it's a couple of things. Like I think there's an energy that comes in like a relief when he's on the floor for the rest of the players that Mm -hmm. like, it's just a gravitational pull on offense that like is unique because he's not a shooter, but because he's such an asshole and he's got such tremendous body control that like he's, I, I don't know how you, I was kind of getting pissed off. I'm not a Pacers fan. I wanted them to lose. I'll be clear about that. I was kind of getting pissed off for like the Aaron Nemards and like all yes. of those like random Pacers <laughs> players. Cause I'm like, well, it, it's not like it's not a foul, but it, it's not like a hardened thing where it's like, that's a soft touch today's NBA, blah, blah, blah. No, it's like, he is throwing himself at you. And he's like, if you don't foul him, he is going to score. So it's not like a, mm-hmm. even a Dwayne Wade thing or Dwayne Wade could do this. Also. It's not like a lot of players where they'll like throw up a shot because it's technically yeah. a shot attempt. He will mm. make those stupid looking shot attempts a high high rate if you don't foul him hard and he was making them like you you asked like i don't remember when he was scoring those points it was like like g says in the chat it was off kevin love high low passes yes like nine times out of ten or it was like just hard and ones so yeah. like when he was scoring he's yeah. going to the line and when you're playing against a guy like Halliburton who's like counting by three <laughs> and we have a bunch of streaky shooters alongside yeah. like a Duncan. It, you got to count by three another way and it is yep. exhausting to watch it's incredible though like I I don't I don't remember him making a single jumper like not even like a midi like it was a bunch of garbage at the rim like I'm sure he made one no no yeah of single I'm jumper, of but, like, <laughs> it was all dirty dirty stuff yeah. and like I think he doesn't even have to be touching the ball that much for him to have that effect because you saw how Indiana was just trying to regain the lead by heavily trapping at the end, like sending doubles at everybody. Like when Jimmy first came back in, I was like, okay, they're going to go away from Jaime. They immediately go to Jaime again Mm -hmm. and they're benefiting from, and we'll get into him, but like, they're benefiting from just like the fact that Jimmy's around because there are three pacers on him
4: yeah. at all right.
2: times. And it's I maybe Steph and a couple other players have that level of gravity wherever they are on the court.
1: Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. And just he's justn't you feel for as for as much of an asshole as he is, and, and all of these things, you just you feel. I feel like as a teammate you feel safe with him around. He's going to push you. He's going to, you know, gonna hold things accountable, but he's going to give you everything that he has for the most part when he's on the floor and it forces you to bring that same thing. Um and and I just the, the third from him tonight I just think was a, a quintessential Jimmy Butler like moment in the in this span of, you know, his his time with Miami. <laughs> Boom! Right. So Kyle started the third off. Jimmy came in, gave it to you. We're going to end with Triple J. But before we get there, Caleb and Josh, I think that there there are reasonable gripes, if you want to call them that, about their on ball usage and the fact that we do need you know another point guard or someone who can set a table and 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 pick apart a defense from the top of the key and, and orchestrate an offense in that way. I think along with the simplicity of the offense that we got to in the second half, a lot of that Tiff was was the cutting, right? You're not, you, okay, so you, you have Jimmy in the post or whatever, you have Kyle that's managed to penetrate himself down there. So now your defense, their attention is shifted and we have such capable passers that if we're getting those 45-degree angle cuts, all those baseline cuts, um, it just helps you, you know, just erode even further an already, you know, soft defense. And I thought tonight was, you know, another good showing of Josh movement, Caleb moving, Jimmy movement off the ball, um, Triple J movement off the ball, but specifically kind of Josh and Caleb and their – feel for when to cut and, you know, how that aided the, the steadying of the offense in the, in the second half tip.
3: Right. Um, first of all, let me say, sorry, my nose is acting just like the Pacers. Uh, running. <laughs> They're running. 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 <laughs> <laughs> runnin'. um, I think like this is, this is it for them because we've already established there's they are streaky shooters. Yeah, like this is it for them. Like this is what they should have been doing. This is what they should be doing. Um, They they shouldn't have the ball as much as they do on I the baseline dribbling, probing, <laughs> if you will. They like, don't even I,
1: probe, they're too heck, <laughs> They're too chaotic. Their probe is so, uh, <laughs> it stresses me
3: out. Right, but they're athletic enough yes. to catch that ball and finish exactly especially caleb with with the way he finishes on his layups um but those are the things and those are the things that kept the defense a little bit off kilter because you know like jack said we've got how many eyes on jimmy and as soon as you turn now all of a sudden you got caleb cutting across the middle you've you know you've got josh cutting across the middle josh hit a couple of big shots tonight too um
1: yes
3: yeah but these are the things that you need from them because we you know we wouldn't be realistic if we really thought this is the way they're going to look all year at some point you're going to have everybody back so the minutes aren't as much the shots aren't as much but the activity can be the activity every time (laughs) yeah yeah
1: jack anything from the slashers tonight or just do you feel like they are um, rounding more into the ways that maybe you'd like to see them use, or maybe not, or just the way where where it is that they should operate on the floor. How did you see that play into the steadying of the second half offense tonight?
2: Um, I'll say, I think I have completely different opinions on both of them. I think not than y'all, but like on them, I think Caleb, pure wild card right now.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: have no clue what he's going to get give you on any given possession there used to be this player on indiana um, who played with thomas bryant named troy williams super athletic anytime you had the ball it's going to be a turnover or a highlight reel play and that's how i feel about caleb kind of <laughs> nothing in not that like right. drastic <laughs> right. but like right he's figuring stuff out and also yeah. that's just kind of who he is to an extent right. and i think that's good when it's mm-hmm. good like um Josh, I've really liked. Josh, I think, had, to me, the ideal Josh Richardson game. I don't think he hit a – neither of them hit a three um, tonight. Josh went like eight for 11. I think, Bon, this is something I understand is like you've always said about Duncan kind of when he was going through his slumps, take a couple dribbles in, get that midi going. And I think Josh is like a guy – who's always had that since like his first stint with the Heat, like if he Mm -hmm. can dribble into like 15 feet, I trust Mm -hmm. that jump shot like so much. He had a couple like turnarounds that looked really nice. I think the thing with Josh that has always been the criticism, especially earlier this year, is that sometimes he plays a little out of control. And Mm -hmm. I think the criticism dating back to his first stint with the Heat was that like, they were asking him to do things that he is just functionally as a player, not capable of specifically in terms of like creation. Spo loves to turn a two guard into a one. And a lot of the times it turns out like Josh Richardson, Um, that guy is the most two guard, two guard in the history of two guards. And (laughs) like, I, and I like that, like, but.
0: Everything doesn't have to be a combo guard.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And now that they have, and we'll move like into JJJ. Like they have guys like that who can kind of like carry the bench unit a little bit. They have Kyle who's playing well. Like Josh has been so controlled. I think Tiffy said he had a couple of big shots he did, but I also think he hit a lot of like little shots when they weren't even really in the game, like just kind of steadying shots. And that's what you want from him. If Caleb's going to be a wild card, Even though Josh is a streaky shooter, you would like him to kind of be, he's like 30 now. He's got to be kind of a veteran presence. He's got to defend without fouling. I think his defense has been tremendous relative to earlier in the season when I think it was all over the place. Tremendous relative to what I think of Josh, (laughs) who is not a great defender. I think he's been less mistake prone. And I think he's buying into the defensive scheme, which is like hands everywhere, and I think he's done that well without doing stuff where you're like, he is destroying this possession with a stupid (laughs) foul or like a stupid gamble. Tremendous is a stretch for sure, but like relative to my expectations of him.
1: Cool. (laughs) (laughs) He's He's definitely an active defender. I just, for all point of attack guys, I'm such a where, what are your feet doing type of person. Um, Go team Duncan is different, bro Yeah, certainly He is, <laughs> shout out to, to Duncan I think the, the the one thing that I want For Josh is to just clean up his feet And I, I wanted that from, from um, Haywood tonight too, Haywood didn't have A great on-ball game You know, by any stretch, but I agree with you I think that Josh is um, Rounding into what I Feel like is the most Ideal way of, of Using him, kind of with this room And it does help moving right along when you have a Jimmy and a guy like a triple J triple J for me. I think it's, it's such a luxury to be able to sit Jimmy and then bring back a guy who has so much of those exact same types of actions and movements. When Jimmy is, when when we have our criticisms about Jimmy, it's him being despondent, it's him being disconnected and kind of just stuck in the corner, whatever. High usage Jimmy games aren't a lot of him dribbling at the top. It's a lot of mid post, extended post, post-ups and surveying, picking apart from there or or working his matchup in a way that, you know, kind of only he can with regards to the body control, the fundamentals and stuff like that. And they get good things off of Jimmy actions. Right. If he doesn't have it himself, he's pressing closer into the basket, drawing more attention. Now you have those cutting lanes for those other guys. Jimmy gives you what Jimmy gives you in the third. Jimmy goes to sit as he does to start the fourth. You you bring in uh, who J.J. Riddick is called, you know, the third best rookie of this NBA season. And I don't watch enough Sora Thompson to know. I don't watch enough Derek Lively to know whether or not that is true. But from what I have seen, Hame's maturity and his composure have done so much for this group. i said it in the, in the chat the other day, too. Like, it's incredible how important he is to them already. But it's because of how he plays. It's the, the style of game that he has. So you can sit Jimmy, who gives you the high-usage things that open up things for other people, and then you're able to bring back this young guy who has so much of that, and I just thought the run that he went on kind of in the fourth alongside with the rest of the bench. I think Caleb was in there with him. I think Josh was in there with him. Um, and maybe, like, Kevin Love. And I forget who else. Just
4: Jimmy.
1: the fearlessness. I'm talking before before Jimmy came back. Oh, okay. I think he played, like, the whole third. You know, he was bent over, and they sat him. But just the the fearlessness that he plays with, the composure, the body control, I think it's just such a luxury to have that same – you know bag in another guy and you feel comfortable getting Jimmy rest. and Jimmy right. feels comfortable putting the ball in his hands and yeah I feel like we talk about him every post game but there just feels like there is always something to talk about with him
3: Yeah, I think the thing about this team is we are we are flushed with wings Okay. Mm-hmm. but we are flushed with wings that um they're all lacking that one thing that this team still needs is more shooting Mm -hmm. like more pure shooting so to have Mm -hmm. the because tyler's out bam is in and out because of the hip so to be able to look past jimmy and to say okay this kid's a rookie but he can go out and give us 20 if we need it like that's the one thing you can say you know and it's still early in the season but if you're if you're looking at the numbers he's showing us he can consistently put up 15 to 20 if the the opportunity is given yeah um and he does it yes a la jimmy and different than josh caleb Mm -hmm. and anybody else's score um because his level of physicality is so much more than theirs, that he can get in there and he thrives in the post. It's almost as if he knows I got this. Give it to me, I can do it. He thrives in that short range area where he either is going to shoot it, he'll give you an up and under, or what I love about him more than all of that, he makes the right pass.
1: Yeah.
3: Like that to me is way more important than all the other things because I feel like he knows he can score in this league, but that passing, you got to be willing to do that. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing that I really like about him.
1: Mm -hmm. Jack, the luxury that is everything that we get in Jaime's skill set and just that package.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think all of that, I think he's tremendously smart. Um, It's – I think we can talk about how he has been. I think tonight was a specifically um, unique night Mm -hmm. for, um, for his development and like kind of signposts what we might see in the future from him. Cause I just don't Mm -hmm. think he's been asked to do this as much before. Um, But I I think midway through the fourth or something, Eric Reed had mentioned that um, this was his second ten. fourth quarter and probably like his fifth or fourth full fourth quarter that he had played i i think maybe if people aren't heat fans they don't realize how absurd that is like even given like tyler hero or bam like there have been some rookies that spo has trusted tremendously and some really standout rookies none that even measure up to um how much they trust Jaime, which mm-hmm. is weird because I would say this is a better team than Bam's rookie year team. And probably I, it, I'm not going to compare it to Tyler Hero's rookie year, but like yes. they're relying on him in like more heavy spots, like in the fourth quarter to close games, to handle the ball, to create in the post, like to do a bunch of different things um, to like guard the like key um defensive matchups. Um I think we've compared him to Jimmy in the past. And like I think those comparisons have always been like super apt, like more so than most player comparisons ever are. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think this is a game where we kind of saw him shift into that like Jimmy mentality as much as he can as a rookie. Like he's always so tremendously smart and always looking for the pass. And he's always so good at making the right basketball play. This was a game where there was truly a stretch where he yep. had a couple of post-ups or something like that, where he's like, no, I'm going to score this one. I know mm-hmm. I can do it. I know mm-hmm. I can beat my man. I know like Buddy Heald is guarding me. Like Smith is guarding me. Those aren't like world beater defenders, but those aren't scrubs either. Like yeah. you're, you're beating your man there. And He's doing it in multiple ways. Like he's getting by guys, he's backing them down. He had like several just cuts at the end of broken possessions where like Mm -hmm. he is making strong finishes through contact. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you're thinking long-term there, like if he's able to do that mentally, if he's able to do all of that physically with the speed and the strength, and he's able to do all of that with his skill, with his footwork, with his just touch around the rim, with his passing ability, which is like, not only like mentally proficient, but like physically yeah. proficient. He is making yep. strong cross court passes that like yep. some players just physically can't make. That pass out a double? Yeah. They exactly. had him double at
1: the top yeah. and he got it to the corner. It's one swell one motion.
2: And it looks good. It looks crisp and he's hitting guys in rhythm and he does it consistently. And that's when I ask and like, not to make this like a larger point about triple J is just Take away the age thing for a second. What is the thing about him that is not high potential? Like when people say he's a high floor guy and then imply that he doesn't have a high ceiling, I just don't see other than the age, which is not a reliable predictor of potential, what he doesn't have in terms of potential. Because I think there was a stretch late in the third where he looked really good and he was missing some shots that were not like a skill or ability thing. It was just like... Next year, he makes that because he's 1% stronger and 1% better at the rim. Um, it's just stuff like that is as much as he has games like this where he's scoring 24 points and he's leading the team to a win, you also see 10 or so plays every night, even in these super efficient games where you're like, that's that's a yep. clear area of improvement. And I know mm-hmm. like he can get there. So yeah. I don't know. I'm really high on him. And I'm trying to kind of temper those expectations, but he's been good.
1: Yeah. I think he's been super good. We talk about the jumper and like, you know, once that, and I'm someone who, the jumper has been coming along, like from the corner. He had a play, he had an action with Caleb where they kind of were just in and out of the paint, but they hadn't really shooken anything loose. And he just kind of had like a reorbiting around Caleb, popped to the very top of the key, highest point on the floor, shoot a three and one smooth motion, knock it down. And, and, and those things. And like you said, I don't understand where there's drawback about, you know, kind of what he could be. I just think people, I thought this for a, a long time now, you know, people just don't value the right types of things or just really, really don't understand what it is that they're watching. Like Jimmy grew into this polished of an offensive player. Jimmy didn't have this to start out. I'd say, Jaime is more progressed offensively than Jimmy was when he kind of came in. And to see, but you know, people still don't give Jimmy his, I think that the type of of respect. I think Jimmy gets Jimmy gets talked about in a way, but I don't think that people really appreciate or honor, you know, kind of all that goes into a game kind of like his. But I think Aime is 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 there and a little bit further along offensively than than even 22 was coming in. So you know, I d I don't understand these these caps that people are putting kind of on his potential or the scouts that were like, you know, he won't be an all-star, he won't average 20 for you. And I I don't understand what people are watching when they when they kind of say these things. But <clears throat> that's us, you know, we're he fans. Um, but you know, I think we're objective and we're we're honest and we understand, at least I know the three of us do, you know, kind of what it is that we're watching out here on the floor tiff you got anything closing for triple j or just this game in general i know this 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 probably went long you guys i thought this was a, a really kind of fun game from a multitude of of, of standpoints So we'll go ahead and get out of here tiff you got anything to close for the people are you muted can i not, are you saying words
3: Oh, oh I was muted. She was <laughs> giving a dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: whoa! I was cute. I, I was don't muted. know that I see her mouth moving. Um,
3: <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. Um, we play them again, right? That's the next game. Is Isn't it right?
4: Okay. I think not- it is
3: in Indiana. I think oh, that's yeah. the next yep. game. Um, I'm curious to see how how we adjust to that game, how he adjusts to that game. Mm-hmm. Now that he's been in that type of environment, the up and down and all these different things, I'm curious to see what's, what's next. Um, yep. Because every game for him is, it's like growth. You see something different every game. You see the add-on. So mm-hmm. you're starting to see um, the house being built. Brick yeah. by brick, with him game by game. So I'm just curious to see once he's in that environment again, because they're going to be up and down, up and down. But they're going to be in Indiana. I yeah. want to see no, how they're he here. takes. They're
1: back at Miami on Saturday. Oh, they
3: are. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So hey, yeah, all right. But yeah, I I just think every game for him is is part of his growth, and I like that the Heat are putting him out there and letting him get his warts because everything hasn't been pretty but they're also letting him get his roses
1: yep I agree 1 million percent um yeah that's pretty much it we're going to go ahead and wrap up and get up out of here again sorry audience I kept you guys a bit longer sorry to my co-host here I thought today was a fun game given the way that it started the way that it ended and Last thing, we could have let that shit get all the way away in the fourth. We let it slip some. There was room enough, though, for us to, like, have this whole comeback thing and then just let go of the road completely. Um, you know, I think wins like this are important for this group. Yep. And, you know, let's just, again, see what we look like on Saturday. Appreciate you, Carlos. Um, yeah, man, I, I I feel good. Hope Bam is back. Hope Bam is, you know feeling better, able to kind of get back out here. And I'm excited to see what we look like on Saturday. Uh, Jack, you aren't on Twitter. Is there any way that the people <laughs> could find you and just talk to your gorgeous face?
2: Um, no, if I wanna to talk to y'all, I'll find you. Um... I love that.
1: Don't look Don't look for me. <laughs> I'll, come right. yeah, I'll, I'll, call, I'll come to you. I'll call, I'll come to you. Don't send for me. My, my people will call your people. Right talk to the people about mixed bag and
3: where you be at oh if you're not watching mixed bag tune in look at our youtube channel find us on apple spotify um i have no idea where y'all young kids get y'all music from y'all apps from y'all any of that like not gonna lie i don't have spotify i don't have none of that but (laughs) y'all might have it so i'm there i don't know what a spotify rap is nor do i care g um Mm. but that's where i'm at i'm also on twitter listen that's just how I'll be rolling. I
1: love it. I That's ride in I the music.
3: I ride in the car with no music. I don't care.
1: Same. Sometimes you don't so, need. <laughs> <drive. laughs> look I for just... me
3: on Twitter. At some point, you know, I'll be there. Not gonna lie, might be hyping up Max Struess. I'm not saying, you know, okay. have have having a great year. That's okay. all I'm saying.
1: Talk about you know, Donovan
3: you. Mitchell ain't passing the ball enough. That's all I got to say. I think everybody <laughs> know what's going on over there in Cleveland. But I ain't the one to gossip, so you ain't hear that from me. You ain't hear it <laughs> but, from
1: my girl, okay? But,
3: uh, but follow your girl. If you want heat, if you want Max Struz, if you want sometimes things that ain't none of your business, but I make it your business, that's Graciously. it. Struz look good in that Cavs uniform. Don't come on here with that.
1: He do, and I don't <laughs> like it.
3: He looks he's, good in that wine. He's
1: he killing the wine. wine. he is. Wine uh, down, wine like down, oh, wine like down.
3: <laughs> Pablo, take us out before I do something I ain't supposed to
4: do. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing.